Hey everyone, it's Chris. And just real quick before we get started with this episode, I just wanted to jump on and give a quick thank you and some show notes. The thank you is because without knowing it, we recorded the 50th episode of Tailboard Talk today. And when I think back to when we first started, when I first started, it seems like forever ago. It seems like we should have two or 300 episodes by now. Um, and that's mostly because just a couple months ago, we started doing them weekly instead of every other week. But in any case, 50 episodes, and I just posted uh, probably a couple weeks ago now that we have 5,000 downloads. Uh, you can do the quick math on that, but I think that's pretty cool. And that's truly a testament to you guys listening and sharing and, and posting. And I'm just so thankful and so appreciative of you guys doing that. Um, so I just want to say a quick thank you for sticking with me. And as I kind of figure this thing out, and I really do want to make this something. So uh, if you like what we're talking about, if you like the ways they're going, you like the episodes with Katie and I, you like the episodes where I interview people, don't be afraid to reach out. Tell me what you like and don't like, because I want to create this, uh, I want to really turn this into something for four shift in general. So thank you for that. Uh, show note wise, you're going to hear Sawyer is involved in this one. Katie had to take Nathan to a doctor's appointment today. And it's just easier to not take a nine-month-old on a two-and-a-half-year-old's doctor's appointment. So I told her we could, I could take Sawyer to LGN to record with Kurt. And, uh, man, that kind of blew up. It, it took legitimately 30 minutes of just trying, to make, just trying to make it okay for Sawyer to be in the same room as Kurt. I don't know what happened, uh, but she took one look at him, and just today was not the day. So... There was scream crying. There was, uh, we tried to give her treats. We tried to give her bottles. We tried, uh, whatever we tried, it didn't work. And as soon as he came back in the room, it was freak out time. So, uh, there's going to be some cuts in this episode that are more obvious either because she was freaking out or we had to go pick her up or put her back down again. Uh, but that's, it was a little distracting. So hopefully I can, uh, we can salvage an episode with some train of thought. Anyways, thank you for, thank you again for being a part of this. Thank you for listening. Um, and here's episode 50 of Tailboard Talk. We're talking about on-shift workouts today. Welcome to Tailboard Talk, a fourth shift fit cast. The mission of Tailboard Talk and the fourth shift fitness is to educate and train fire service personnel to increase durability and decrease the potential for injuries and their associated costs. My name is Chris Morella, owner and founder of Fourth Shift Fitness. I'll use my experience as a personal trainer, strength coach, and 15-year veteran of the fire service to deliver tips, tricks, lessons, and information specifically geared towards the health and wellness of firefighters and paramedics. Each episode, you'll leave with immediate deliverables that will improve performance and resilience and keep you in the fight through your career and into retirement. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome to Tailboard Talk. This is Chris and I'm here with Kurt and we're back at LGN in case you can't hear. We also have Sawyer today. Uh, Nathan had to go on a doctor's appointment so I brought Sawyer here to LGN and recording and then she took one look at Kurt and for the past 45 minutes we've been trying to calm her back down but now it's all good. Except for that. It's all good. We got some toys, we have some puffs and we'll figure it out. And uh, today we're going to talk about a question that came in kind of through Instagram again, and that's working out on duty and something that I think Kurt and I have different perspectives on, kind of, just because of the jobs we do, him being primarily on uh, an engine and a driver of an engine, and then me being assigned to an ambulance, um, kind of different perspectives. So 
guys kick it off real easy. What's your, how often do you work out on shift? I, uh, I, (laughs) I try and progress myself every shift, whether you want to call it a workout or some sort (laughs) of, uh, uh, investment in myself, uh, every shift physical investment for the most, yeah, physical investment for the most part, every shift, unless it just goes totally haywire time wise. But if, if I have the ability to, I'm doing some sort of physical training on shift and that might just be riding the spin bike casually for a half hour, or it might be, you know, a full workout. It just kind of depends on how I'm feeling that day. Will you count like multi-company training and, um, crew training and stuff like that as a workout? I do. If we're like host testing or something like that. Yeah. I'll yeah. count that as a workout. Nice. Um, but, uh, I don't, I, <clears throat> I don't like to, to, I'll call it a workout if I'm running on like a time crunch for the day, but I'm not going to sacrifice a workout and say, well, I'm, we tested host today. So I'll, yeah, that's my workout. Um, I'll usually try and do something else, but if our, you know, if our day goes bonkers, I'll consider it the workout for the day. So what would be like ideal if you got in and you got nothing on the schedule and, uh, like call volume day, what, what would you do at work? Ideally for me, um, kind of my typical routine on that is I'll, I'll go in and either ride on the bike or walk on the treadmill for 10 or 15 minutes. And that's, that's kind of where I determine how good I feel <laughs> for what I'm going to do after that. Yeah. And, uh, then I usually put like a couple couplets or triplets together of movements, just primals of, you know, hinging and squatting and, uh, pushing and pulling. No, I don't like to go, I don't like to, um, go full speed at work. Yeah. Um, so I usually gravitate a little bit more towards like some strength stuff leading into a bit of hypertrophy, but I'm, I'm certainly not trying to do anything high intensity. Yeah. Um, that's going to be of a long duration. I might do, you know, a sprint on the bike at the end, you know, for 60 seconds or something like that, just to get a good feel at the end of it. Right. But my goal isn't to go in and do Tabatas or anything like that, where I'm, I'm working at a pretty high capacity for a, a duration of time. Is that just, is that just cause, uh, you're on shift and you might need that energy yeah. reserve later or what's the reason you'll go? That's my purpose of it. I don't, you know, we were just talking right before this about like that extrication that we had the other day mm. and it was, you know, trudging, you know, 50 yards off the road through snow, carrying all of our stuff. And I certainly don't want uh, fatigue to either put me in an injury state at that point or performance lacking, you know, at that point. And uh, so for me, I would, I would rather always keep something in the reserve and are the chances likely that that extrication is coming in just as I'm finishing a 30 minute high intensity workout? Probably not, but I (laughs) certainly don't want to be the weak link on a call for that you know well and i mean even if it does though there's nothing more uncomfortable than being like a sweaty mess oh yeah going out the door regardless of season yeah and then if you have to do any kind of patient care you're like yeah you're, you're certainly like wiping not, yourself off over the patient yeah you know? and, and and you there's no way you're mentally in that call all the way because you're feeling sorry for yourself because <laughs> of the predicament you've put yourself in yeah so yeah it's just gross and then uh i mean you can always we have the option to go out the door in our workout stuff right um but that's not necessarily comfortable either no. you know because it's just i don't know it's sweatpants and a shirt so it works but um yeah there's nothing more uncomfortable than being in that spot i always whenever i work out of work i always change before i leave the the uh the weight room 
Um, if nothing else, just because I know like, okay, I have my phone in my pocket now and my wallet right. and my the couple of tools I carry in my pocket, I have those. Yeah. And I'm wearing the right shoe wear or footwear. I have my boots back on. I'm not wearing like mm-hmm. running shoes on a call, you know? Yeah. Um, some guys put their bunker gear on and go on calls, but that's just, that's equally as useless for me on the ambulance. Right. Um, that's yeah. most of the time what I do, but yeah. even that, like, I don't like it being, then my bunker gear sweaty, you know, and then yeah. there's nothing worse than putting that on sweaty after you've gotten it sweaty you know well and you're not if you're in the back of the ambulance with your bunker gear on you're absolutely 100 percent rubbing up against someone with your bunker gear and most of the time it's going to be the patient because you can't fit between the cot and the bench right. seat without like scraping their arms or whatever or just mm-hmm. being all over somebody so um what's your alternative then if your day's running late and uh you still want to get something in even after dinner or something like that what are you defaulting to i'm either defaulting to just jumping on the bike you know, for 30 minutes or so, or just a bunch of movement prep stuff. Yeah. You know, just uh, anything that we'd normally do in a dynamic workout, I just lengthen that out maybe 20 minutes or so. Yeah. Um, my go-to is always to, like, if I'm short on time and I just want to move, like, an every minute on the minute, 10 kettlebell swings or something like that, and just go over for 15 minutes, and then you've swung a kettlebell 150 times, and, yeah, you know, it's better than nothing, and you're you're out of there. Not a huge time investment. Yeah, man. I've definitely started to uh, change my workouts to fit kind of one or two molds. Like I'll do either uh, um, like a distraction session where it's just a break from the day Mm because we're deep in calls or just whatever. Just need a different change of pace or it turns into like a or turns into like a tinker session where I'll do um, mobility stuff or stuff I want to add into the complexes for myself or the clients. But it'll be just like a... (laughs) like that one it'll just be like kind of a mess around session where i can take one tool and just kind of mess with it for half an hour and if i get interrupted during it it's no big deal because i'm not heavily invested in a workout Mm -hmm. um and stuff i can use then for myself for my clients and then the checkout one is just like it's usually just cardio because i don't want to get into a workout of rounds and rounds and rounds and be cut off or with all like the single side work we do Mm -hmm. it's just annoying to get halfway through a side and then out the door for an hour right. and you're not going to come back and finish and or something like that. Up, yeah. It's not even a sense of feeling like incomplete or unfinished or something like that. It's just a sense of like, um, it was a bummer. Like it's a bummer to, right. to invest that much into it and not get out of it. And that's more my reality than anything is I got to do stuff that I'm not worried about walking away from. It is. I, I like what you said there. I do do that as well about like tinkering with stuff to decide how I could use it in a program because there's no, you know, there's no, uh, there's no risk to doing it there at that point if you're yeah. just going to mess around with you know 15 pound dumbbells and get a feel for something. So I, I kind of do the same thing if I've seen some movements that I want to try out comfortably. It uh, I'll end up doing it there. Do you, you need to say something? Jeez, you how do you work up, out huh? on shift? I, what do you do for workouts? Jump, jump, jump. <laughs> um, I'll even do that. So you mentioned the two 15 pound weight things. That's kind of a staple in mine too. Is I usually, if I'm going to use equipment, I'm only using one piece of equipment or one thing I have to set up. And it's got to be like, uh, well, our dumbbells go up to 50 pounds at work. So it's going to be 50 pounds or less usually. I won't even use, um, I won't even load up like 95 or 135 for a, a bear complex or something like that mm-hmm. or some long extended linked together thing. You know, yeah. I want something that I can grab. And then uh, if we get a call, I can put it down. I have to come back and clean it up necessarily besides putting it on the rack. I'm not going to be changing weights on a barbell. Yeah. during a workout um so i guess the the key point here is it's got to be just very simple um which i think for us is doable i think for other people it might be more difficult 
Yeah. So if you don't have like two or three different pieces of equipment out or, or whatever, um, that can be a challenge for people. But yeah, I like doing just one implement. Um, and just at that point, like you said, I'm, I'm kind of piling on the reps a little bit. So as long as I get up to that 140 to 170 heart rate and just kind of sustain that for a while, right. that's what I'm going for. I'm not looking to, to burn the world down um, when I'm on shift or anything like that. It's worked. I mean, the, the times I get it in, it's worked pretty well, and I don't feel destroyed afterwards. And um, realistically, I know I've talked about this in the past, that's that's a heart rate that's most useful and also the most common on the fire ground is that kind of 70% of your mm-hmm. your max heart rate. So if you can get used to feeling like that, um, I was doing a workout the other day, and I was wearing my watch, and I was it was a, a heavy lift and then a little bit more of a speed thing, and then I was like, I'm going to recover in between rounds until I feel – um, like I can go again, like I can feel kind of jumpy. And I found out that I feel that way right around like 130. Okay. I'm not even back to 100 yet, mm-hmm. but I feel comfortable enough to start pushing again at like 130. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's good to know. So if I I can operate pretty comfortably around 130 to 140, yeah. and then I start getting a little sketchy around 170, you know, where I have to start paying attention, actually pushing through something. Mm-hmm. But that's knowledge that unless you spend time doing that stuff, the lower intensity but higher volume or – um, just like that kind of working out, you might not know. The other thing I don't don't do um, is anything that requires extra stuff, like uh, knee wraps or knee sleeves oh, or yeah. chalk or even like uh, straps for deadlifts or Olympic lifts or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like anything that requires an extra step like that that I'll have to clean up or take off before going on a call is just out. Yeah. Because I already have to put uh, pants with a belt on and mm-hmm. zip up my boots because I'm tactical. Um, I don't know to say it frustrates me when I see people working out with all that extra stuff on. If anything, it's out of jealousy that they feel comfortable enough that they can right. get geared up and spend a half hour warming up on a lift and then really dig in because they know they might not be running a call that day. Right. So if anything, it's jealousy. But in general, uh, I wear what the department gives me in terms of gym shorts and a shirt. Yep. And I put on my, my gym shoes and I go do some stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's just a, that's a pet peeve of mine guys that need to change into special stuff to work out yeah i mean i never use it anyway so it's never a concern for me but yeah. uh i'm I, i'm with you with that you know it's just it would be nice to i mean i guess i probably do have the time where i'm at now but uh <laughs> the uh yeah the the part of that's like an, a bit of an attitude thing for me too is i'm probably going to hurt some people's feelings on this but i almost feel like if you're willing to go to that length to work out on shift, um, are you, what's your priority for that day, you know? And, uh, it just, it kind of seems like a bit of a me first yeah. well, thing, I guess. I'm, I, well, and it, that, that, but that thought though is the exact reason why we know it exists because if it wasn't a, a little bit of a selfish thing and a show offish thing, right. They also wouldn't have set up their phone for a good angle of it. Right. To show yeah, it off. We wouldn't ever see it, you know, know do, TRXs off of their ladders and stuff like that. I'm just like, <laughs> I hate that so much. <laughs> yeah, I know as uh, as part of the fitness uh, committee or the wellness committee, we would advise against that. Yeah, um, 100%. For, for nothing else than liability. But if uh, somebody from the public walks in and sees you working out. Well, or... that's the thing. It's like, I have no problem. You know, we, when we would work out and do sprints behind the station and stuff, you know, and the, the sports complex had traffic coming out. Like, I have no problem working out in the eye of the public because I think it's good for them to see that we're trying to maintain, you know, but 
also the public, uh, you know, they pay us pretty well, you know, and I don't want to abuse that benefit that we have of being able to work out at work uh, and yeah. have that be a positive site in the public, you know. But yeah, well, and that it's gonna it comes down to what screws up everything is a few people that feel oh, the need to do some stuff that is probably not the best idea, and that even goes into like guys who need to change into special clothes uh, to run. You mm-hmm. know, and we have a few guys that are big time in the marathons or races or whatever, and uh, they have to change into a completely specific uniform or outfit to go running, and uh, that's great. But if that outfit causes you to be delayed in your response to get to the engine out the door, yeah, it's not great because mm-hmm. that's your priority. It's right. not getting a better five uh, k time in the middle of your shift. So right. that goes into a little bit different conversation, but it's all, it's all the same. You yeah. know, it's it's part of it. So I, I always tell people. You know, the department gives you workout stuff. Uh, if you have a workout that you want to do that you can't do in that workout stuff, save it for when you don't have to wear that yeah. workout stuff. And we have the option. Our, our rule is that as long as you're not in the public eye, you can wear your own stuff. But if you're going to respond on calls or if there's a tour coming through, you should put the department stuff on. Yeah. Um, you know, I just put the blanket statement out there in general, like just wear the department stuff they give you. Yeah. That way there's no question if a surprise tour comes by or... Or something happens where you're all, all of a sudden in the public eye. Hey, talk in the microphone. Um, you're never going to get in trouble right. by doing that, you know. And um, I'm going to go back on my statement just a little bit. I also understand too that there's probably some people who that's their only opportunity to train hard mm. is with the equipment, you know, whether they're they got childcare or something at home, or they don't have a gym at home that they can work out in, or whatever it ends up being. You know, for for those people, I understand. You know that if that's their opportunity to really work hard, then Go for it, but uh, that's not everybody for sure. All right, I've moved uh, Sawyer to her playpen. Let's see how long this lasts. You okay? You gonna make it? In five. All right. <laughs> Smiling. No, I get that. I understand that. Um, that's a tough one though, because you, because you still have to balance that. That risk versus reward, though, like that might be your only opportunity to dig in and do that. Mm-hmm. But it's also not. It's not your opportunity to dig in and do that because it's your opportunity to to do your job. And there's the same balance there. Like if I look at my schedule and say the only time this week that I'll have um, the squat rack I like to to squat 405 is going to be on shift, that's actually not my opportunity to squat 405. And I'm just imagining mm-hmm. now I'm pushing into like the 90, 95% exertion right. range, right? Mm-hmm. If, it, if it's my only opportunity to squat, then yeah, I could see you doing that in like a sub-maximal way and getting it done. But uh, that's that's a bummer if that's your only opportunity to do it and you feel the need to do it because I, I still think that you being at work is an opportunity to do your job really well and not get your best workout in. Right. So I would say carve out 15 minutes before or after shift, after mm-hmm. shift probably. Um, then you can dig in before you go home and you are void of those resources. But uh, yeah, that's the, um, there's another, again, I'm going to offend some people you know, from our job, I think at this point too, is like, um, I don't know if you've heard the, like the rowing challenge that's floating around the department right now, or I don't know if it's a 2K or a 5K on the rower. It Well, a couple of years ago, it was 5,000 meters, I think. Five it's or going 6, on currently because I was just with the new hires the other day and they were comparing their scores. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know if it's two or five, but yeah. either way, like that's, 
trying to compete on the rower, yeah, you know, even if it's 2K, like you're just not in a great position after that. No. To uh, to go out and perform, should you need to? No, it's terrible. I I so that must have been, um, yeah, about five years ago where that was going around, and uh, no, you're completely shot. Any anytime you're going to push yourself to to actually go all out and beat someone, and we had the scores posted on the board, and uh, I tried it out easy, and just saw like where I landed if I could just push and not really dig in. Yeah, and I was in like the um, middle third of scores, you know, mm-hmm. and then there was probably seven or eight people above me in the top third. Yeah. And, uh, I didn't feel great when I got done with it. Like mm-hmm. I, my legs didn't feel great. I felt a little pukey, you know, I yeah. just wasn't cause it was a long time. Mm-hmm. I think it was like, I think it's six minutes or so, yeah. six or seven minutes that you're, you're on it for that particular one. And, uh, you know, I warned after I did it, I warned the guys like, make sure you're either leaving work when you're doing this. Or it's like before shift when you have an hour to chill after this because you can't get off this rower and go run yeah. a call. And uh, I know for a fact there was at least one or two times where they did not take my advice and they did it hard. And luckily nothing happened immediately after. But even up to like an hour and a half afterwards when they were just sitting around, they would get up and be like, oh, my my yeah. legs hurt. Uh, one of the new hires the other day, they were talking about it. And they were like, yeah, I did it right after eating pizza. And I was like, "What what position are you in to do anything?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're throwing pizza down, and then six minutes on the rower, you know. Yeah, I don't know, man. They're young, and uh, maybe they're able to to pull it off, you know. But I'm not. I can't. I can't do that. I started drinking coffee during some of the heavier lifts now, but you then I regret used it. To make fun of that, yeah, for that all the time. I couldn't. No, well, I made fun of it because I couldn't uh, do it. Um. But if I'm doing like a deadlift couplet uh, with some other kind of recovery movement or some like or mobility move, I'll I can drink coffee during that. Mm-hmm. But I regret it as soon as I go on to like the second or third yeah. complex. I'm like, oh, that was a terrible decision. As soon as I'm like swinging a kettlebell or or uh, in like a push up position and <laughs> moving through, I'm like, oh my god, this did not feel as good 20 minutes ago. Yeah, push up position's the worst for that. Oh, get it god, creeping dude. back up at you a little bit. Um, so what would you give then for guidelines for working out on shift, on shift workouts? Um, Suggestions more than anything, because everybody's going to be different, right? There's busier departments than us, yeah, and there's much, much less busy departments than us. And I would give different guidelines for both those people. But Yeah, I think just kind of going back to what I said in the beginning, like I'm not doing anything. I'm not reaching failure with anything resistance training-wise. I mean, if you want to do, you know, pillars and planks and some – you know, trunk work for, uh, to failure on that, that's fine. But like anything resistance training wise or cardio wise, I'm not, I'm not reaching, you know, 90, 95% exertion. So I'm probably sticking at like six or seven out of 10 difficulty is the max that I'm going to yeah. on anything. And that's only going to be part of a complex. So it's like, I might say, I'm going to goblet squat, use the TRX and do something on the floor. And maybe my goblet squats, I'll go to seven or eight out of 10, but those other two things are to come down from the goblet yeah. squats and just work on some some primal movement patterns, some functional movement patterns. Yeah. Um, but that would be that's kind of my goal in there is just to kind of like touch every movement pattern, just so it's you know well rounded. So it's yeah. Like I I try and push and pull something, I try and squat something, I try and do something on a single leg, and I do a little bit of core work, and that pretty much hits most of my training sessions at the department. Is it, uh, how long are they or how long would you say? 
45 minutes. Yeah. Another, then another two hours of cooling down afterwards. Oh, out yeah, this. but that's not the word. That's in front of the TV. <laughs> yeah. With Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> Chubby hubby. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Don't freak out. Uh, well, for my guidelines or my suggestions, I'm actually going back to, yeah, you like that? Uh, I'm going to go back to kind of what you, oh, stop. We ru- were you focused and we ruined it? <laughs> Your guidelines suck. <laughs> yeah, they do. She does not like my guidelines. Okay. Um, so what I would say is do the thing that helps you progress, which um, makes it more ambiguous, obviously. It makes it more kind of non-committal of an answer. But if some days you're running calls and you need just 30 minutes to go uh, chill out, then get on the bike and... And go chill out or get on the Stairmaster and put yourself at around 70% of your heart rate, something you don't have to worry about consciously pushing through because then you're just adding more stress to yourself, but something you can do while you watch something stupid on your, your iPad, you know. Um, if you're having a slow day or you feel like you've been slacking, you want to put a complex together, then do that, you know, but you got to pay attention to what you're doing, what what call volume you have or you can expect, what your department runs like. Um Everybody's running short now, so you're gonna, you know that you're going to be doing the job of at least one and a half people uh, when you go out the door, if not more. And so if you decide to do something at a too high intensity or something that's not smart, then you're not just impacting yourself. You're going to impact the entire team that you're working with or the crew you're working with. Um, and like I said, the public's not paying you to get your good work out, and the public's paying you to be there when, when they need you. So um, do something that's going to help you do your job better for that day. Mobility work, it's one day, maybe a little strength work another day, uh, but you got to be able to listen to your body and, and uh, kind of play accordingly. Um, for me, I just run down kind of what I said before, too, in terms of an actual guideline on what to do. If I'm going to use equipment, it's usually one piece of equipment, and the other stuff's going to be body weight or kind of mobility stuff. Um, add on the reps, pile on the reps on this stuff, get yourself your heart rate up a little bit, get moving a little bit, but nothing, kind of like Kurt said, nothing at uh, you know, 90% or a 9 out of 10 intensity because you got a job to do, potentially. And the other time is just getting on the uh, piece of cardio equipment and kind of going to town for 30, 40 minutes while I watch uh, Below Deck or something like that and, and not worry about it. So I'm um, sure people have other thoughts of what to do on duty. I mean, if you just go look on social media, there's no shortage of people working out in their uniforms or in their gear and smoking themselves and, and kind of showing that off. Maybe that's right for them. But I'm telling you, it's not right for me. And if you were on my crew and you smoked yourself, uh, we would be having a talk afterwards about making smart decisions based on the job I expect you to do in the next 10 minutes. So um, the other thing, too, is like I don't think I, I don't think you need to necessarily be in the mindset that you have to do a workout every day. So like there's days where I'll go put a dumbbell outside of the workout room and maybe 10 times a day I do a farmer's carry with it around the apparatus floor in each hand, you know, so it's whatever that is, 40 or 50 yards, yeah. you know, and do that 10 times a day, you know, or watch your, watch your phone or watch your, you know, Fitbit and get 6,000, 8,000 steps in every day, you know, and if you notice you're at three or something like that, just go, you don't even have to get out of your gear or out of your, your, your duty gear to do that. You don't even right. break a sweat, you know, it's like farmers carry around the apparatus floor is going to take 90 seconds, you know, your grip hurts a little bit, but we know the benefits of that. And you do that 10 times a day. You don't even have to get out of your boots, you know, and yeah. you can progress yourself. So it doesn't have to be that every day you need to change out of your stuff and go 
carve out 45 minutes to improve, you yeah. know, you, there's other, other strategies you can do. Yeah, something. Um, yeah, I think that's a good way to end it. There's, uh, there's always something to do. It just depends on what you're trying to do. So if you need help figuring out those things to do, reach out to Kurt or myself. Um, are you doing? You want to do some online coaching? Yeah, I'll do some online yeah, coaching. Yeah, man. I'll do some more online coaching. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> different online coaching. Yes. Um, reach out. Whoa. Force Shift Fitness on all social media or ForceShiftFit at gmail.com. Uh, what's your social media stuff? Uh, at Kurt underscore Hansen. Or just fourth shift and Chris will forward it to me. Underscore. Yeah, I promise or, I will. Or take it. I don't yeah. know, whatever. Ten percent. <laughs> You'll get help one way or the other. <laughs> You'll get help and Kurt will get a coffee. All right, guys. As always, be a fourth shift. Talk to you soon.